All right, so we're live and we here and we ain't going nowhere. You feel me? So today with this episode, what I wanted to touch base on was my very own personal experience with dating. Um, I've been single four years now. My previous relationship did a number on me, to say the least. Um, it made me very closed off and not open to many things in the realm of dating. You know, like, I used to be the type of person that wouldn't turn someone away because of physical looks or because I saw a red flag. Because as stupid as it may sound and seem... You know, I like to look past that because I like to see the greater good in everyone. You know, like we all have our horrible qualities. We have our bad days. We have things that we try to repress and hide from people out of fear of not being adequate or being disqualified from their lives. So we put on a mask and put our best foot forward. So I like to see that in people. I like to see the potential of what they could be or what they were trying to be. You know, I didn't want to beat someone down for their flaws because we're human. We all have flaws. It wasn't until recently that I got back into dating. After being on a hiatus for four years, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me, you know, stick a toe in. See where things go with people. See the mentality of other people, you know. And boy, let me tell you, I regret it. Dating in this generation, in this current day and age, is a catastrophe. You never know what you're getting. And that's the scariest part about it all. It's like everything looks good on paper. But baby, <laughs> try doing some fact checking and you're going to come up real empty handed and disappointed and hurt. And that's all I've been getting, you know. Like, for instance, I recently had this one fella. Um knew each other for a while you know on and off a couple years not on and off like dating just you know keeping contact done with contact keeping contact again done with contact again and most recently we um started speaking again and I want to say late July early August and he said all the right things you know made me feel special made me feel great made me feel beautiful and you know me feeling beautiful is something that I've always struggled with so the fact that he was able to walk his ass up in my life and you know be able to do that with little to no effort spoke a lot to me you know so we tried the whole let's you know be together let's see where it goes and um he ghosted me you know and you would think that after that time of him ghosting me, I would have, you know, chucked the deuces up. It is what it is. Took my L and went about my way. But <laughs> no, that's not how it went. I wanted to try again. And he came back and we tried it again. And guess what happened the second time, guys? He ghosted me again. <laughs> and you would think that I learned my lesson, right? You would think, a logical person, okay, you guys been on and off into communication, out of communication for years, goes at you twice within a month span. You gotta be done with him. You have to, if not, you're you're just, you're insane. Call me insane, call me crazy, call me maybe, but 
I wanted to give it another shot. But this time, you know, with giving it another shot, I didn't realize that he came with so much baggage. He confided in me and told me that, you know, his living situation was out of whack. So I opened my doors, you know, without knowing too much about him, not knowing the person he evolved into being, not really knowing much. I willingly opened my doors with no hesitation, you know. First couple of days, it was great, you know, four years of being single. Then I, in my head, I hit the jackpot. I got the person I wanted. We're living together. What more could you ask for? No, baby. No. Because then I started doing laundry, you know. Everything comes out in the wash, right? Everything. So I started doing the laundry. And, you know, I see a stain. Trying to wipe it clean. Stain keeps getting bigger. No matter how many times I put it through the washer, that stain ain't going nowhere. So then I got to wonder, where did this stain come from? So looking deeper into it, you know, I find out that he has actually, you know, been telling other females the same thing he's been telling me, trying to build with other females. You know, I found a few inappropriate videos and pictures in his phone. I saw a lot. And granted, don't go looking for dirt that you cannot handle. So it was my fault. But it was just like, I needed to know, you know. I needed to know what was in my house. I needed to know what was sleeping in my bed with me. I needed to know what was going on. Because I could ask him a thousand times, and he would lie a thousand and one. So I needed to know for sure. I needed my eyes and my mind and my heart to see everything that was going on without being blinded or dumbfounded or anything. So, you know, ever since then, things haven't been great with us, you know? And... I'm continuing to put him before myself because as much as I want my peace back in my house, as much as I want to find someone who is actually meant for me, I'm just like, you know, he doesn't have a living situation he can go to. He doesn't have, you know, that what I have, you know? So it's like, what do I do? Do I just kick him out on on the streets? What do I do? And that's not in me. That's not the type of person I am. So in the midst of me trying to accommodate someone else with all the shit that I have going on in my life I'm losing myself you know like I'm losing sight of what I wanted I'm losing sight of where I need to go I'm losing sight of my priorities because I'm so busy catering to him and his needs and even though he talks to me like shit and he treats me like shit I'm just so willing to put up with it and you know why because I had to sit down with myself and I had to say this to myself it's like baby You're lonely, and you're so lonely that you're on the border of desperation. And loneliness and desperation is a hell of a thing. It'll make you do anything in the world to keep the one person you should not be with around. For what? Because you're lonely while you're with them. You're desperate while you're with them. Even though, you know, you guys are sharing the same bed, same house, same everything, he not there. He doesn't feel like he's there. Physically, he is. But mentally, emotionally, he's he's somewhere else. You know, when I do talk to him about that, he, you know, he just is always like, well, where am I? Where am I? And every time he says that, I think of two things. Two songs, actually. I think of Keisha Cole. Ain't about where he at. It's about where you want to be. And Donnell Jones. Got to figure out where I want to be. You know? 
So it's like, okay, you're saying that you want me and you love me and this is what you want and you're here because you want to be here. But let's say you had other options. Let's say you, you had your own place. Let's say you were able to stay with your mom again. Let's say your brother had a room that you could rent. Let's say that all your eggs were in a row and everything was working out for you. Where would I come in at? And I had to sit here and ask myself that. It's like if everything was working out for him, if he didn't need you for nothing, where would you fit in? Would he call? Would he text? Would he check in? Would he care? Would he want to be with you? And it's sad that all those answers were no. Because he has shown me that in the past. He's shown me that he doesn't care. He's shown me that he won't call. He has shown me that he won't text if he doesn't need me. You know? But I think that's enough for this episode. And I hope that you guys listening have some advice to give me so that we can get some dialogue going on this subject. What do you do when your loneliness and desperation begin to take over and overpower your common sense and logic? I look forward to hearing from you guys. As always, it's your girl, Mika Me. Stay easy, stay breezy, stay wonderful. Girl.